Welcome to the Northern Side of the Radio. I'm Amy. I'm Emily, and this is the Northern Odysseans podcast. In this week's episode, we'll be reviewing Parker for President and the Key Suspect. But first, I get to quiz Amy in our Who is Eugenius trivia segment. The tables have turned where Emily gets to finally ask me um, some Odyssey trivia and see if I get it. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how well this goes. All right. What is your first question? This might be my favorite. Um, Okay. What are Jack and Joanne Allen's middle names? Jax is Winston. No, Wilbur. It's Wilbur. It's Wilbur. It's Wilbur. <laughs> and Trans is... Can I have a hint? <laughs> um, it's based on a famous character she played in the 70s. Only you would know that. <laughs> no, you would know it too if you read the guide. It also starts with a J. That's your other okay. hint. Um, is it? Wait, isn't it like from? No, I can't be right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Judith. Because she played Judy on the Jetsons. I was actually thinking that, but I could, I for the life of me, I could not remember mm-hmm. her name. Mm-hmm. But I knew that it probably had something to do with that. Okay, so I would say, yeah. like, I get a half. But we never watched the Jetsons. We only watched the Flintstones. Yeah, that's so true. So, I get why you wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah. Um, so I get half a point on that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so I got Wilbur, right? Here's a, here's another good question that I thought of a while ago. Okay. Um, when they auditioned Paul Harlinger as Wit, they used the scene from a previous Wit episode. Which episode was it? Sorry, can you ask that question again? When they auditioned Paul Harlinger as Wit. Okay. So second Wit after yes. Hal Smith. I know. They used... <laughs> A scene from a previous witch episode. Which episode was it? So they had him reading wit lines. But they haven't used those in the show, have they? Yeah. Not not him reading them, but this is... He was given a script from a previous episode that, okay. that was already produced. Which episode was it? Is it a well-known one? Obviously has to be. Uh I don't know. It depends on how much you listen to it, I guess. Okay, so anything before... I found this out in a bonus feature. Of course you did. So yeah, anything before, like, gone. Yeah. Why do I want to say it's like the mortal coil? (laughs) She shakes her head. I definitely did not give you this much. Okay, how many hints can I ask? Because I really need a hint on this one. It's between almost 10 and 20. 
albums 10 and 20, and I can't even look those up. Okay. Um, <laughs> um 10 and 20. Um. <laughs> yeah, how many hints can I <laughs> Okay, it's between albums 15 and 20. Yeah, because that's helpful. <laughs> Yeah, this is why this year is going to be a lot more entertaining. Because I'm not, I'm not as like skilled in Odyssey knowledge as she is. Um, albums fifteen and twenty. What are fifteen and twenty? Wait, 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 wait. Um, it's a scene with lots of water in it. <laughs> You're like really helping me out here. Scene with lots of water. Lots of water sound effects and. <laughs> You're just like, I'll just keep giving you hints. <laughs> yes, because this is what they want to hear. Um, um, I don't know. Lots of water. Is it like, no, but that one's not in album 15 to 20. That's in like album. Which one are you thinking The ice fishing one, but I know it's not that one. No, but. Lots of. It's another water. episode where they go on a trip. Oh, it's the flash flood one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you gave me so hints. Just give me a half a point for that one. <laughs> Eventually, I'll get three points, and it'll be like by our last episode of this year. That's it. <laughs> like, okay, what's the next one? <laughs> okay. Um, this one's kind of boring compared to that. <laughs> that one was boring. I mean, that was not boring. So, so what car did Kanye want to buy? In suspicious minds, I'm looking for the year and the <laughs> and, the, and the company that made the oh, car. Oh my gosh! Um. Well, I know it's always a used car, and so it's like older. Yeah. Like a, but it would have been in the 1990s. She specifically says the year and the manufacturer of the car. Okay. Is it like a car that I would know of? This is not the game we're playing. Um, <laughs> it's like a 19... It's... <laughs> I know I got that right. 19... 9... 8... <laughs> um, you can tell I'm guessing based on her facial expressions. Um... <laughs> 1985. <laughs> um, I, I, the only thing that come to mind is Toyota, <laughs> but I don't think that's right. Nope. Okay, what is it? It is a 1967 Ford. <laughs> <laughs> it was way off. Yeah, because it wouldn't be a new car. hints am I allowed to have because that was pathetic. <laughs> Three hints. Okay. One for each question. Good to know. Okay. One well, I got or, one for two. Three hints per question. Nope. Three per, like, each okay. segment. Okay. Oh my gosh. That was so mm. painful to do. Okay. Cool. 
Well, I got one out of a possible three points. <laughs> That's pretty good. One and a half, because it was all half points. No, I did, oh, no, you you, did, you, I did not count the last question as oh, me getting oh, a half point. Oh, right, right. I didn't right. even get the right, like, year or, like, decade. <laughs> I don't know why I said 80. I was like, 80? Maybe? She's like, no. 60. She's 16. There's no way she's got a car in the same... Well, and what year was that episode coming out in? I don't even remember. What? It was either 89 or 90. Yeah, it would have been an 85. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that is our segment of Who is Eugenius? <laughs> I apologize for the last, like, eight minutes. <laughs> we'll see how I do next time. All right. And now we're going to move on <laughs> to yep. our first episode, uh, Parker for President. Okay, so our next episode in the Rydell saga is Parker for President. And I actually listened to this like two days ago. Very proud of myself. Because I definitely listen to them at least like a couple days in advance. No, I don't. Um, hey, I didn't do that at all this time. Hey, look at that. Table's well, after. because I thought we were going to record these weeks ago and then we didn't. And so I listened to them. Yeah, then. we had a very, very nice long break. It was great. And, well, I was sick for most of it, so it wasn't that great. Okay. But. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, um, so let's get started. Parker for President. Um, this is the first episode that we hear of from Maury Rydell. He's a new student in their school. And there just so happens to be a student body election for the president. Yeah, yes. And which... To me, it seems odd the way they do these, not just in this, well, in other, in the election deception, which is another episode where they do this, they mention electing for other roles as oh, well. Oh, yeah, and, and I guess this one's not even. in my head, that, that makes more sense, because that's what our school would do. Yeah. And I, I actually ran for something one time. Yeah, I did because too. I, I did not make it. I was too <laughs> I was too scared to be in the Sound of Music because it was a smaller cast. So what do I decide to do? Run for grade 11 representative instead. I have to say, I had no <laughs> idea where you were going with this. I was like, I thought we were talking about an election sorry, and you're sorry. talking about a musical. No, no, I wasn't. Okay, but, I, I, and then, I track. And then I lost by one vote, but I got a, I got a seat on a local... Youth advisory committee instead. Right, I forgot about that. So I actually that got I actually got elevated in that. Ooh. So I have a little bit of uh, student political experience, but I, I've never run against a sibling in a student election though. Yeah, that was an interesting turn of events. I don't know. Melissa and Melissa and I totally could have. Yeah, because we were in the That's same grade. Yeah, because we're twin. twins. But we never did. Like, we could have done the whole Zach and Cody situation. <laughs> Shout out to the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Favorite yeah. TV show back in the day. Yeah, we were... I think we just aged ourselves, but anyway. We're not that... Well, I'm older than you, so... And I don't care. No, really? It's not like we've talked about it before. Okay, so let's get back to Parker for President. So, um... 
episode opens. They're talking about the student council elections. No, actually, they're first. They're talking about the grant money the school received. Right. Because Matthew read the school board minutes. Yes, and he wants it to for updating their computer labs or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then they talk to. How up to date were our computer labs in school? (laughs) Not. I think because yeah. our siblings still go to our the school that we went to, and theirs is completely updated. Like I think they all. Actually, I have no idea. I just know that there's. It sounds like theirs is like so much more updated than ours was ever. Um. Anyway, yeah. So they were talking. Emily and Matthew were talking about it, and then. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I know it's great because we have a brother named Matthew, and, and I have a sister named Emily. So, so you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, they were also talking to the principal. Yeah. Prince, yeah. Principal Vogler. Yes. Um, what a name. <laughs> I know, right? So, um, just asking about, like, where, are the, they... where the money's going to go, because yeah. they're pretty sure it'll just go to the athletics department. As it always does. And, um, <laughs> it's true. And, um, and the principal says that the the school board gets to decide that where that money goes but that the school board wanted um the student body president to have a say yes so so then matthew decides our student body presidents never did anything that important that's because we didn't our school is poor and was poor (laughs) and still is poor um so we don't have like (laughs) sorry my our brother just walked in he's like nodding his head like yes our school is poor um so anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that never would have happened at all. Um, the most that the student body president would do, student body president, um, student council president uh, would do was plan like, I don't know, fun events throughout the year. I think that's all or, they do. Or also, I think they tried to do, because after I was like doing like Township of Langley, Youth advisory stuff. I think mm-hmm. they they intentionally got the student council more involved in that. Yeah. After I left, oh. and so I think they started fundraising. Maybe. Like I don't um, know if you remember anything like that. Like they would do, like fundraiser for like homeless youth yeah, or whatever. Yeah, they did some things. But yeah, it's and not they, as they would bring up it up there. at the during the musicals. Yeah, do you remember that yes. at all? And like, yeah, but that was in like my grade twelve year, so I was like yeah. three years after you graduated. Yeah, um, but like, yeah, our our student council, yeah, it was mostly just a glorified event planning team. Yeah, I think I wanted to be on there because I wanted to help my school, but. Yeah, I lost yeah. by I literally lost by a vote. Hmm. There were three people running and two slots available. Hey, at least you got votes. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so Yeah. Back to it. <laughs> so we're in like what the first ten seconds of the episode. So, no, sure. so um, Matthew and Olivia decide to run. Well, no, against... Matthew decides to run and, and then, then they he, find out that yeah, Olivia already signed up, so so then they're talking about it at home, and they seem to be on good terms at first. Yeah, and then Emily is, <clears throat> excuse me, Matthew's campaign manager, and then Olivia convinces Maury because apparently he used to do this at his last school, 
um, where he was the campaign manager, and apparently he ran a very good race. Two two very good races. Yes, sorry. And so then they decide that, or Olivia really wants Maury to, because she wants to win uh, over her brother. Um, and but she also promises him that it won't get ugly because Odyssey is different, and and because she's running against her brother, which, and her parent, their parents wouldn't allow it to get ugly. So there's that. But <laughs> as we find out as the episode goes on, they just keep, uh, like, well, they the other thing that's different about this is. We never had this much time to make this many speeches. Mm-hmm. I made one speech. In front of your grade, basically. Yeah, and you, that was you couldn't, like, you didn't have different conditions. But that was, and that was for rep, yes, but still, it was like. You didn't have this, you didn't have, like, different groups you could, like, you didn't have different constituents you could talk to. Like we say, our school was, <laughs> is, and our school was, is, and will uh, ever be poor. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's also just because that takes a lot of time. Yeah. And yeah. this is just more dramatic. It, oh, of course. Right? It's definitely, it's, like, for the story element. It's the it's the movie version. Yeah. So, anyway, so they keep, like, uh, giving speeches to um, the band. Which... They have a band geeks or whatever you want to call it. They have a marching it's band. It's American. Of course they're going to have a marching band. I know. The only time I did marching band was in grade seven when our teacher decided to teach it to us. And we played Star Wars because that was the easiest song and everybody had it memorized. And then we went out into the field and yes, we marched and it felt really weird. Was that um, Mr. Thompson's idea? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, he wanted to teach us marching because that was also around the same year that um, uh, where we got the drum line uh, drums. And so he's like, yeah, I want to use these. And we're like, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, but no, we. Those definitely made an appearance in our Aladdin musical. In but no, we, we only ever had um the drumline, not the marching bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we only ever had like concert bands and yeah. jazz band and that kind of thing. We never had the like. But it's also an American thing I've noticed because they would play in, apparently in the football games and they do their own thing. Like we also never had a football team. So no, we had volleyball, basketball. Yeah. And then it turned into soccer and... They still have volleyball. Does, doesn't Abby play volleyball? <laughs> no. I thought she did. We're not an athletic family. Are you kidding me? We're musical. I thought she did. But no. Nope. Um, yeah, so anyway. Marching bands. That's fun. Yeah, so, you know, they, they start to give speeches to the the clubs that the... The, the other person would have given speeches to and they would have been on their side, that type of thing. Yeah. Like, Olivia talks to the computer club and... Matthew talks to the drama club. Yeah, so they're they're really, like... Which... Stepping he on He has a good idea for the drama club, though. I will, yeah. I will give him props Because <laughs> that them. was the, like, getting the high school to give them their sound system. Their lighting system. Was it? Yeah, no, a new sound system and their old computerized lighting system. Right, yes. So, you know. Which, we're not, we don't, <coughs> we, we went to a school that was 
grade 6 through 12. Yeah. So we're not used to separate schools in that sense. But, yeah, good idea if you... Yeah, that was a very good idea. I was very impressed by that. But anyway, so the entire episode kind of comes to a head when it's the debate. Yes. And you really see the true colors um, where they start pulling out all of the quote-unquote dirty laundry mm-hmm. um, on the air. Oh, and throughout the entire time, Zoe is the, like, uh, the news reporter for the race. So she's trying to report on a lot of things. And I have a feeling, because there was a conversation between her and Maury about, like, what makes for a good race. And he had said something along the lines of, like, when... The, 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 the campaigns that get the most press are the ones where the candidates stir up controversy. Yeah, so I have a feeling there was some controversy stirred up because Zoe wanted... Uh, more entertaining race. Oh, yeah. That's she, just... she, well, I mean, she was controlling the questions. Like, she was egging them on. Yeah, that's true. And then, like, she didn't stop it when they started to get out of hand. So it was like, yeah. Um. So then, as they're having this debate and they're, you know, kind of, things are getting out of hand, Emily all of a sudden bursts into the studio, I guess. Were they on, like, kids' radio? I was wondering that. Uh, I'm... I'm wondering if they did, like, a remote broadcast situation. Yeah, maybe. Because she says it's through kids' radio, but I doubt they would have been allowed to do it at Wits End during the school day, because they said that the election was that afternoon. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Unless they had a better open campus at that middle school than we had when we were in high school. I don't know. Yeah, could be. But yeah, anyway, so Emily bursts in, and she ends up, like, spouting these really good ideas, and, like, just being... It's really idealistic ideas. Yeah, like, stuff that, um, they should have been saying all along, but instead they decide to do the other route of the political race. Um, and so then the episode, one of the last scenes, is, um... Principal Vogler tells them that... Emily actually got more votes than either... It was a write-in vote. Olivia or Matthew because of the write-in vote. Yeah, and everyone just really liked what Emily had to say. So then Emily became student council president. Yes, which is kind of fun. Student body president. Wow, I always... It's the same thing. I know, but it's the wording. But... And and then do we have another episode? Do we have another scene with Maury? Then Maury says... Olivia apologizes for making it a non-classy right. campaign. Because he wanted it to be a classy campaign. That was the only way he was going to and then, be her campaign manager. And then and then he's like, well, I think Emily will make a good president. And I guess it ended up like it should. Are we going to basically come down on the side of he organized the right in Emily campaign? That's, Maybe. That's always what I thought. Well, yeah, like, who else would it be? Maybe maybe it was Matthew and Olivia, but I don't know. Well, no, I they seemed no, very surprised. No, they were surprised. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been more. And then there's a joke where they're talking about their parents don't get to be first parents. <laughs> and then, but the last line is Olivia said, well, Matthew said that his dad was looking forward to seeing his old office and then... If the janitor oh, would let, let him use his favorite and then, closet. And then, um... Olivia said, yeah, he was, uh, their dad was already calling his bedroom Camp David, <laughs> which, you know what that is? 
Yes. It's a private presidential retreat. Yeah. So, yeah. I've seen 24. I haven't. If you've seen 24, there is I haven't, a part I haven't of the actually watched it. Where the president had to go to Camp David. I haven't actually watched 24. I thought, I thought about it. It's a good have show. You, have you seen Touch? It's another key Yes. Shadow yes. and show. Yeah, I've seen. The first season is good. The second season gets dark. I didn't yeah. finish it. But yeah. But yeah, anyway. Anyways, that was TV show corner. <laughs> Kiefer Sunderland TV show corner. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, but overall, mm-hmm. I really like this episode. I thought it was a good way to introduce Mori as a character. We kind of don't really know much about him except for a little bit about his past. Do we know where he came from? Not yet. Where he moves from? Not no, yet. No, because that's in The Key Suspect. Right. Um, we don't even know. Well, no, we know We something. don't even really find that out in the key suspect. We find out that Suzu is from Japan in the key suspect. But we don't know what that no. means. Yes. But we don't know what that means as far as, like, just because we know Mori is from, or Suzu is from Japan in the key suspect, doesn't mean you can necessarily extrapolate that Mori had ever been to Japan at that point. Yeah, that's true. That's because true. because we don't get that much. Which we'll talk about info. in the next segment. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I actually remember when I first listened to that. I don't know why, but I was um, at the time I was delivering pizza for Fresh Slice. If you know, you know. And uh, I remember on my deliveries, because I, I was literally just driving, um, I would be listening to Odyssey. And I remember that was the year that uh, this album came out. So I was listening to that one as I was driving. I remember that specifically. 2016. Yeah. It's the year I started Bible college. Yeah. Crazy. Would have been that fall, too. Yeah. So, uh, is that all we have to say on this episode? Yep. Yeah, pretty good introduction. All right, so we're going to move on to the key suspect. So, next episode. Wow, I always start <laughs> the same way. Um, so we're going to talk about the key suspect from the same album. Yes. No, yes. Yes, there's yes. the Buck and Eugene and Katrina episode. Literally, you just listen to it. There's a Buck and Eugene and Katrina episode in between than this one. Right. Which we should cover Buck stuff sometime. Oh, yeah. If you guys want to hear us cover Buck episodes. Which would have to include the Greener Conspiracy and Ties the Bind. Which. But no, we could just do like specific. We can start. No, but we could totally do that, though. Yeah. If you guys want to hear that, let us know. Email us. If you want If you want to hear Eugene and Katrina stuff, too, we're down for that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Uh-huh. Back on topic. Uh, so the key suspect. This one is another Matthew and Emily, or Park, excuse me, Jones and Parker Detective Agency episode. Um, I love the jazz music in this episode. I know. I like how it's a different feel, but you always know it's a Jones and Parker it's a, it's Detective a, Agency it's one. It's a noir yes. episode. Kind of. Without the black and white scary elements of a TV show. <laughs> Yes, because radio can be black and white. You know what I'm referring to, though, right? Isn't it that one episode with... Is it Odyssey-related or not? No, oh. I'm referring to the recent Murdoch Mysteries Noir oh, episode. Yeah. Where they you went, know, you know. Where they went full detective noir and went really creepy. 
That was that was very interesting. And then took a break for Christmas. So we're and didn't like, tell us anything. Anyway. What? That's our Murdoch um, Mysteries of, um, section of our podcast. If you're fans of Murdoch Mysteries and Odyssey, let us know. I know there is some crossover, especially even on the creative team. It's true. It's true. Yes, because the creative team is listening to this then. <laughs> I mean, if you are, thank you. I appreciate it. If you are, you love what you do. If you are, we want to get you on the show. <laughs> well, yeah, if you want to, that sounds great. No, I'm, I'm serious. Like, come on, chat with us for a bit. That would be awesome. That would make my year. It really would. Um. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> back to our original topic. Wow, we are getting off topic so much. But as if we have time to waste. I know, exactly. Okay, um, so yeah, the key suspect, it's a Jones and Parker Detective Agency episode, it's kind of fun, I like how the music just kind of switches, and it's like, you can tell that that's what this is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Emily's narrating it, we're getting this, It so it opens with, basically, all the lockers are open, and, and it all happens at night, and so, they're trying to figure out... I literally listened to this today, and I'm drawing a blank. So they're trying to figure out who opened all the lockers, and Principal, Principal Vogler's trying to close all the lockers before the seed lets the students in. Yes, and Emily and Matthew are there because they are coming up with a plan for... The theater expansion project for the drama club. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think Dion also shows up in this scene. Yeah. So they're like, huh, I wonder why Dion's there. So the principal asks him to ask all three of them to leave because he wants to make sure all the lockers are closed before he lets the kids in, which makes sense for security reasons. Well, and then also one thing to note in this scene is also Matthew had looked through his locker and said nothing was taken. Yeah. So there's that. Have you ever had anything taken from your locker? No, but people would have to know my combination in order to do that. Yeah, I... Because we didn't have, like, a... We... It was a bring-your-own-lock type of situation. It was never... Oh, yeah. Oh, but didn't the school store the combinations? Yeah, but only the secretary knew that. And right. We never, we never had, like, students working in the secretary office. Yeah. So, secretary which, office. Admin office. Because that... I don't know why Odyssey does that sometimes. It's like, why? Well, I'm wondering if, like... It's a typical American thing, and it's just not typical in Canada for it to. I don't be know. Like that. Yeah, like it's uh, like the whole marching band thing. Like it's just not the same. I think it's also TV show. Yeah. Writing. Well, it's it. Yeah, it's it's a it's an angle. It's a it's an angle. Um, I don't know. Like who knows? Odyssey tends to take some cues from TV shows about school. Mm-hmm. When it comes to writing about school, even if it isn't true at all, yeah. So they're on the case, trying to figure out open up all the lockers. So they they run into Maury, and he's gushing all over them about how great detectives they are. Yeah, and how and he also slips in that his sister is also a great detective as well. And this is the episode where we meet. Suzu Rydell. And this is also the episode where we find out Matt has a crush on Suzu. <laughs> I love her voice. But that's about it. Like, you don't really hear too much more yeah. about his crush fit. I, I love her voice. Yes, I do really like April her voice. April Hong, too. great voice actress. Yeah. 
She good job. First appeared in a daughter's love. She also I was wondering if that was the same voice. Yes, she played all of men's. She played all. She pl- she did all. All ages. Yeah, all oh. ages. Good job. And then and then she also appeared Good as job. round of applause. <laughs> she also appeared as Lynn in the boat people, which is one of my favorite yes. episodes. Yes. Yes. So all three of those are Phil Lawler episodes. I think this is a Bob Hoose episode. Okay. I think. But yeah. Boat people, one of my very favorite episodes and that I'll, we need to review one of these days. I also literally just listened to that too. I love that. Um one. so good. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, we meet, we meet Suzu. Yes. Um, we hear that she's a great detective. And then it kind of goes back into the mystery. This is a very hard episode to talk about because they cut away a lot. Yeah. But basically, they figure out that nobody could have gotten a master key for the, for the lockers. And they also figured out that not, the alarms weren't tripped. Yes. So it was the like, how did they get in? So they find they found out that somebody got in through a window in one of the storage rooms, and but it didn't. It was rigged not to trip the security alarm. Yes. And so they were like, okay, they find out that Suzu got in. Yes. Well, she they got they got a high Emily got a haiku delivered to her locker. Yeah, and that's how they figured it out. So they're like haiku. Hmm, Suzu just moved here from Japan. No, but first, before Emily says that, they see Suzu climb through the window. or Yeah, or she, like, opens the window or something. So like, she knows it's there. And, and so that's kind of where they're like, oh. And so and then they follow her to the hardware store. Where she buys five Stop. key blanks. Uh, a dial caliper. That's what I was trying to figure out. And a lock from the same series as their school's lockers. Locks are. Which, how? Anyway. But, um. Well, you get all the locks from the... Har- like, Matthew explained this on the show. Um, you get all the locks from the hardware store, and then, like, the keys are made there for the office people. And then yeah, they so. know not to make the keys for this particular series. Like, just, you know... Yeah. Make them, because that's how people get it. That's how people can steal things from other people's lockers. So, she gets a lock from that series and five key blanks, because apparently there's a way that you can make a master key out of those. Which, do I understand that? No. <laughs> no, I do not. Not understanding it, but that's okay. Our brother Matthew might actually be able to understand it. <sighs> I should him. ask him. But anyway. um, So, yeah, we... So they find the receipt, they figure out that that's what she bought, and then they keep following her. To her house. And Maury just so happens to be there, and they're so like, they, what? So they figure out that they are brother and sister. Yes. But for some reason, they think Maury is the adopted one. Honestly, I would have immediately assumed Suzu was the adopted one. Yeah. Because the- it's more typical for them to adopt if if we're living in the US or Canada and you're and you just moved from more, Japan. It's more typical for somebody from another country to be adopted by somebody in that country. Yeah. Rather than the other an immigrant around. family adopting somebody local. 
Yeah. So I would have immediately assumed it was the other way. But, but anyway, so then they figure out that. So then, like, Emily has an idea of, like. So basically, they happened. go to the principal. Yes. And he calls Susan into his office, and Susan brings Dion in and basically accuses him of everything. Yeah. And he says that somebody put the key in his locker. And has a smiley face on it. I remember that specifically. I don't know yes. why. <laughs> don't know why I felt it was necessary to say that, but whatever. And Emily's not convinced of anything. But Principal Vogler's like, case is solved. And Emily's like, no, it ain't. Susan says she was basically just investigating her theory. Yeah. And the reason she crawled through the window was because she saw footprints by one window. Mm-hmm. And just, it's really convoluted. Yeah, there's, like, no real, yeah, like, definitive answer. And then we get a scene at the end where... Well, no, yeah, well, okay, no, but Emily says, though, like, she doesn't think it's solved. And then, yeah, it Then we get a scene at the end where Morty basically admits to it without admitting to it. Yeah, where basically... And Susan says, we don't want things to go awry again. So you're like... I want to do what's right for our friends and for our family, which I don't think this episode gets a fair resolution later in Rydell Revelations when all of this um, is explained. Like, yeah, I don't, I mean, well, like, we can talk I, about it as I we really liked on, this but... episode when it first came out. Yeah. Because I thought it was taking things in a really intriguing direction. Yeah. And I don't think we got a very good payoff. Yeah, I feel like things could have been explained more, which we can go over when we get to Rydell Revelations, but... Yes. I am still kind of at a loss to what happened and why, you know? Like... Yeah, I I thought... I feel like the build-up wasn't done... The build well, because... The build-up was done well, but, like, the final... Because it wasn't... It wasn't planned out to its end... Yeah. It was, it had some changes in direction along the way. Starting, Which starting with Ryder's Ruse and... Sacrificial Escape, I feel well, like was... Well, good and... Well, starting with Ryder's Ruse, because Ryder's Ruse has three credited writers on it. Ah, uh, yeah. Phil Lawler, Bob Hoos, and Nathan Hoogler. Yeah. And then Good and People has Phil Lawler and... So when he gets his hands on it, and he and Bob Kusha sharing are swapping writing duties back and forth for a little bit, that's when it gets interesting. <laughs> Which, again, we will touch on when yeah. we get to those episodes. But um, as for a second Mori episode, I thought it was really good. Yes. I like it. Um, I like how we get to meet Suzu, and we kind of find out a little bit more about, like, where... Um, where he came from. Sort of. Well, you kind of, because you know Suzu just moved here from Japan, and... But Mori was at an international school. So it's like, yeah, at this point you're like, oh, so he came from Japan. Because that makes no sense if they just moved here and then the adoption process happened. Like, you know? Yeah. Does not make sense. (laughs) So it's kind of, it does open up some questions about like, oh, like... Why were they in Japan? Like, you know, and you're just, like, where's their parents? Like, there's so many questions. But I, yeah, I thought this was an overall really good episode. Yeah. 
I like how they how they use Dion. Um, and he's not just some like bully following Vance. Like he's yeah. This is the last episode. I'm pretty sure they do with him before have a heart. Right. So yeah. So before he turns over a new leaf. Yeah. Which is an interesting take. But it's like it, I like how they don't repurpose vill like not villains bullies in the school sense because like Rodney was one. And Rodney Jay, was around way too long. Yeah, Jay though he didn't like he was a bully, but then he turned just into this like goofy side character, and then Vance was a bully, but then he's like he's not, not really a part of the show anymore. anymore. And then you get Dion, who's kind of like. Vance is lackey, and then he kind of has his own little story arc, and then falls off the face of the earth. And then, <laughs> right? Like, like you don't. It, it, the, but the way that they do each of these characters is not the same, which I really appreciate because a lot of other shows that you but watch, I think, I think the is always the same. I think Rodney was on for way too long. Yeah, because he was bullying Jimmy and Jared and Trent. Yep. And, and, uh, Marvin, like, he, yeah, like, it was just, like, you were in middle school for way too long. But, like, what I'm saying is, I'm glad that they didn't just recycle the character and just make it into another boy stuck in middle school, you know? So. I think it has a lot to do with the different, with the fact that it's all in the voice. Yeah. It's true. But. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the key suspect? <laughs> no, not really. Okay. It was a good episode. Yeah. In my opinion, the last really good episode of Rydell. But. Well, that's where we beg to differ, and that's okay. Um, and again, we will get talking to that in the next, like, in future episodes. Um, yeah, so we'll do the, just so you guys understand kind of the lineup we're going to do. Um, we're going to do Rydell Revelations, and then we're going to do the January and February Club You're episodes. You're skipping the episodes in the middle of that. That's not, I meant the Rydell Saga. I'm kind of just doing, yeah, anyway. Oh. Sorry, Rydell Saga, we're going to finish that off. Then we're going to do January, February Club episode, and then we're going to do the Olivia story arc because we felt that would be interesting to talk about. Yes, I really liked those episodes. Yes, oh, of course. And then we're going to do Blackguard Saga, because that is one of my favorite sagas that Odyssey has ever done. That and Novacom, but we'll do Novacom another time. Um, That's going to take forever. And then I think, what did we say? Oh yeah, we're going to do an Easter episode, which we're very much looking we're forward to. We're going to compare and contrast the Imagination Station Parts 1 and 2. With the Imagination Station Revisited Parts 1 and 2. That was my idea. And I'm going to go full Bible school nerd on this for you guys. Sounds so. good. I think it'll be really good. I'm excited. So, yeah. And then I think that... And then we're going to continue. Oh, and then we're going to do March and April. Uh, the week after Easter. And then continue with the Blackbird Saga and see where we go from there. Yeah. If you have any other ideas... Please let us know. Email us at northernaudisians, O-D-Y-S-S-I-E-I-A-N-S at gmail.com. And if I don't get back to you right away, I apologize. I suck sometimes at emailing. And I've noticed that there's some people I have not emailed back and I like since like last year. And I'm so sorry about that. 
Um, but still, email us. <laughs> you said you were going to give me the password for that account. Maybe I should, and then maybe you guys will actually get a response <laughs> because I with will more time, reply. because Emily will. Um, but yes, we would love to hear it. If you want a shout out, let us know, because I think that's kind of fun. Um, if you want to help Emily out with... with Oh, I'm pretty good with trivia questions. I know. Maybe you guys want to help me out. I'm just joking. Um, yeah. And I think that's everything. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we'll be reviewing The Secret of the Writer's Ruse and The Good in People. If you have any trivia questions you would like to send to us, you can email them to Northern Odysseans. O-D-Y-S-S-I-A-N-S at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us on the northern side of the radio. I'm Amy. I'm Emily. Keep Keep listening. listening.